Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. All of the vices all have to do... You could be a drug addict, strung out, looking for your next fix. What are you going to use to get the fix? Even if you have no money, you're going to steal... And what are you going to steal? Something of value. Why are you stealing something of value? Because you need to get the money to get your fix. So even that demon that is controlling the mind and the will and the emotions and the body of a drug addict is under the general of mammon. Out of the entire New Testament, Jesus only named two Demonic powers. One is Satan himself. And the other is mammon. Think about that. This demon is so powerful and is so important, Jesus identifies it by name. Now, his listeners right there in this time setting knew who mammon was. In today's modern society, we just think of it as money. Oh, you can't serve God and money. And that's one reason why many people avoid church because all them preachers want is your money. Oh, so it's your money. And the preachers are trying to get it. So you want to hold on to it. That's greed and pride working together in tandem with the authority that mammon has given them over your life. That's why Jesus said you can't serve God and mammon at the same time. Amen. Let's continue on. You can't serve God and mammon or you'll cling to one or you'll love the one and hate the other. Cling to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and the demon mammon at the same time. That's why I say to you, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. And he's not saying there, you know, just forfeit your life. Go ahead and charge into battle with no protect. No. He's saying, don't worry about your provision. Don't worry about how God's going to use this. God will use it. Amen. said, so don't take any thought for your life what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what, you're, what kind of clothes you're going to wear. Don't worry about that stuff. It's still relating back to mammon. Oh, you don't want to spend that money now because you know the electric bill's coming due. Oh, you don't want to waste that money buying clothes. You know the house payments do. Oh, you don't want to do this because you know the tire. You need, your car needs new tires now. Says, so don't worry about those things. Isn't life more than meat and the body more than the clothes you wear? And now this part. Behold, 
the fowls of the air. They do not sow. They do not reap. Nor do they gather into barns. Yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than they are? Right? Notice this. Look and consider the fowls of the air. The birds. They don't sow, they don't reap, nor do they gather into barns. Yet, their Father... Our Heavenly Father feeds them. Go back over to Mark chapter 4. In verse, we'll we'll just start at 14. The sower sows the word. These are they that the seed falls by the wayside where the word is sown. When they heard it, it says Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Okay, he's talking spiritually now to those who are hungry, but not for the word of God. But let's go at what he originally said in verse 4. There went out a, in verse 3, a sower went out to sow. And we know that the sower sows the word. And it came to pass as he sowed in verse 4, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it up. The fowls of the air. Back over in Matthew, chapter, where was I? Chapter 6 and verse 26. Behold, the fowls of the air. And go down, the Father feeds them. Does the Father use anything of the devils to feed other devils? No. Does the Father use things that he can take from the devil to feed his creation? Yes. The riches of the sinners is laid up for the just. All of the silver, all of the gold, all the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to God. If you pray to God, Father, I need... $1,000, $10,000, $100,000. I need a million dollars. I need a hundred million dollars. Whatever the amount. God is not going to rain dollar bills down out of heaven for you. Oh, he's such a good soldier of Christ. I will bless him now with a thousand dollars that he has requested. Rain it down, angels. Let the dollars flow from heaven. No, it doesn't work like that. When God created the earth, he created it so well that when on the end of the sixth day, he looked at everything, including man, and said, this is very good. Everything his man would need was already put into the earth. All the silver, all the gold, which is the exchange of value. Silver and gold is the money. Up until recent times, everything was backed by the gold standard or the silver standard. It wasn't until recent times when governments decided to get into the business of being God. And what actually happened is that God of Mammon decided that it was time he made his move and he convinced governments all over this earth. Let's make our own money. We don't need God's money. 
We'll make our own. We'll create our own currency. We'll cre- and what does that word currency mean? It's a current. It's continuously moving. Right? Let's create our own value standard. And this value standard will be whatever we say it is without regard to how much gold is in the vault. If I print out a $10,000 bill and I say this is worth 10000 of these ounces, you'll believe it. You'll believe it and you'll start using that currency as your form of transaction. And that is what has happened in modern society. So much so that when we need extra money... Hey, let's just print some more. We'll just go ahead and print our own money anytime we need it. It used to be if you needed some more cash, if you needed some more money, you needed some more gold or silver, you either had to go and mine it and and find it or do some trading and obtain it. It hasn't been until recent times that we say, well, how much do we need? Oh, we need a billion dollars. All right. Start the printing presses. Let's print another billion dollars. See, there is no value to anything that's in the world today. Nothing. It is worthless in the kingdom of God. The only thing that has value is what God created. All the silver, all the gold, he's already put into the earth. It's already there. Everything man needs is already there. You don't need to go worship a god of mammon, a god of a demon of finance in order to receive God's perfect blessings. But man in today's society has bowed their knees to mammon and taken upon them mammon's value system. You are serving mammon and not God if you are focused on money. And I know I've fallen into the same trap. I've repented of that sin. I know you have too, so don't sit there and look at me with that tone of voice, or I should say that tone of hearing. I can hear you right now, Brother Bob. You're stepping on some toes here. Yes, I am. And I'm getting ready to jump up and down and break all ten of them. Glory to God. Consider the birds. Think about the fowls of the air. And you go down and it says, Your Heavenly Father feeds them over in Mark chapter 4. The sower sows the word. We've already established this is not the pastor. This is the Christian. This is the believer. This is the church pew warmer. You are responsible for sowing the word. Amen. You You are responsible and nobody else. You are responsible. You cannot shock that responsibility. You can fail to do your job, of which you will have to answer to the Lord at the Bema judgment seat. 
you will have to answer, this is what you are supposed to do, and this is what you've done, which isn't much. Look at everything you failed to do, and look at what could have been if you would have done your job. No rewards for you. Oh, you're, you'll be a janitor at the door, entry door to heaven. Yes, you're saved. Yes, you're in heaven, but no rewards at all. Because you failed. You failed your job. Because you said, oh, it's the pastor's job to sow the word. All we're supposed to do is come to church and give our tithes and our offerings and sing our little hallelujahs to God. You're deceived. You're serving the demon mammon. You are serving him and his subordinates. You are called to sow the word. Jesus goes on down and talks about the different kinds of ground. Something I want you to see and something that makes complete sense. And in these last few minutes, I want you to grasp this understanding. In the day and time in which Jesus was preaching, there was an agriculture economy. Everybody knew it. Everything centered around agriculture. You may not have been a farmer, but that farmer had to take the crop and bring it to the merchants who bought it. And they were the middlemen who took it to the vendors who then sold it back to people and made their money and everything centered around the crops that were going to be harvested. Everybody understood that. So we can relate to that today. There were not combines and tractors in Jesus' day. There were probably oxen that were plowing the field. But when it came time to plant, every seed had to be planted by hand. That's why Jesus said a sower went out to sow. And some fell by the wayside. What is the wayside? That was the hardened paths upon which people walked in between the, the huge expanses of crop fields, farm fields. Some fell on that ground. But who is the one who put it there? The sower. And what happened to the seed that fell on the paths? The birds of the air came and divided. Well, Brother Bob, that says Satan. When we're talking about... He, Jesus is... Okay, Lord. All right. Everything Jesus taught had two aspects to it. You had the spiritual aspect as well as the natural aspect. In the spirit, the sower sows the word into the person's heart. And Jesus describes here the four conditions of a person's heart. At the same time, he's teaching spiritual aspects. He is teaching natural aspects. That God provides. Amen. And here you see the sower sows the word. His job is to sow. When you get ready and you in Jesus' day. And you had to plant your fields by hand. 
and you had to tend your fields by hand, and you had to harvest your fields by hand, it was very typical to either, one, form like a conglomerate co-op system where I'll help you and you help me when it's time for mine, and you did it that way, or you could hire people to take care of this. Remember in the Old Testament, the story of Ruth and Boaz? Boaz had hired all these people to bring in his harvest, to thresh the floors. The women were threshing the floors and he had the harvesters up. Remember he said, tell these young men, don't touch this woman. Right? So you could either do it yourself, you could form a co-op with other farmers, or you could hire people to come work for you. Remember Jesus gave the parable about the laborers who he hired for a dollar a day. Then he'd go back at nine in the morning, hired, you know, said, well, whatever's fair, I'll give to you. Then he went back at noon, went back at three, went back at five o'clock, and then he paid all of them one dollar. And they said, well, that's not fair. These guys worked all day and these guys only worked. He's talking spiritual things, but at the same time relating it to the natural. So let's look at this. The sower sows the word. And Jesus is using the example of natural things to impact spirit with spiritual implications. So right now, let's look at the natural aspect and then we'll relate it back to the spiritual. The sower sows the word. Sometimes he sowed and it fell on hard ground. Sometimes he sowed and it was among stony ground. Sometimes he sowed and it was in the area where weeds were growing. And sometimes he sowed and it was good ground. But the sower was hired to sow. He did not go and tell the land, you know, we're going to, we'll use Mr. A, Mr. B, Mr. C, and Mr. D. Farmer A hires the sower. And the sower comes out, says, where do you want me to sow? He goes, right there. This is my land. He goes, this is all hard, clotty dirt. I mean, you got to break it up and stuff. I'm not sowing seed here. Hey, I bought the seed. It's right here. You're a planter. You're a sower. You do it. Is the sower going to turn down employment when he's already informed the landowner, look, you, you didn't prepare the ground properly. This ground's too hard to receive the seed. And the landowner says, here's the money. I'm hiring you to do a job. Do the job. Now, he's going to take the seed and he's going to sow it. Even though the ground is not going to receive the seed, he turns around and gets ready to leave at the end of the day and the whole field is covered with birds. Birds are eating up the seed. Jesus related it in the spiritual, Satan stealing the word out of a person's heart. But in the natural, we can go back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 and 25, where consider the birds. 
and your heavenly Father feeds them. They didn't have to plant seed. They didn't have to take care of the seed. They didn't have to reap the harvest. No! God took care of the birds. Back in our example that we're talking about, the sower sows the word, and he's hired by farmer A to come and sow. That's his job is to sow. His job is not to harvest. His job is not to tend to the weeds. His job is not to counsel the farmer. He has been hired to do a specific job, and that is to sow the seed. So he sows it. He told the farmer, hey, you're just wasting your time here. And the farmer said, I don't, that's as good as it's going to get. Plant the seed. Sow it. So he sows it, gets all done, turns around. The birds are having a feast because their heavenly father has provided for them. The sower put in the work. He labored to plant that seed. Even though it wasn't planted very good, it was just scattered around on the hard ground. That's what the field owner wanted. And that's what he got. Whose responsibility is it that the ground was not prepared? It was the landowner. The landowner was the one who was responsible for preparing the ground, not the sower. So the next day, Farmer B has hired the sower. The sower shows up at Farmer B's house. He says, okay, the field's ready. Go ahead and sow. And the sower goes out and he sees all these rocks and sticks and roots. He says, you haven't prepared. I mean, thank God it's plowed. But, I mean, you haven't done anything to get the rocks out of the way. You know, this isn't going to work. The ground's still not prepared properly. And Farmer B says, sow. So he sows. And some of the seed falls among the rocks. Some of it's still on hard ground and the birds come and have a feast there too. But some of it has fallen down in between the rocks and it starts to grow. But since it wasn't planted properly into proper good ground, it soon dies off when heat's applied. In other words, and we'll relate back to the spiritual now, a so-called born-again believer has received the sown word into his heart. And when he goes to work, he gets ridiculed. You, you went to listen to that preacher. Are you kidding me? You went and heard so-and-so preach. You know he's one of them prosperity preachers. You know he's one of them guys that, that like, you know, he believes in healing the sick. Oh, come on, give me. They're all actors. They're paid to do that stuff. And he's ridiculed. The heat is being applied. And that stony heart where that root had taken hold, that stony heart did not allow it to properly be planted and it soon died and he's back to his old ways whose responsibility was it to prepare that heart the landowner the church the pastor not the sower his job was to sow 
the sower sows the word. It does not say the sower prepares the ground to receive the seed. It Show me in the Bible where it says that because it's not in there. Nowhere in the Bible did Jesus say the sower is the one responsible for preparing the ground to receive the seed. Nowhere. He said and made a point of saying the sower sows the word. Sometimes God uses the word that is sown to feed the birds of the air. You might be called to preach or called to witness to this person here. And they're like, mm-hmm, whatever, and turn around and walk away. Little did you know, nine-year-old Johnny sitting over on the side heard everything you said. That seed that was scattered, that little bird just ate up. And that seed has been planted now into his heart and his spirit. And 20 years from now, when little Johnny is serving the devil with all his might and realizes one day, this isn't right. There's something else. And he will hear your voice come up from his heart witnessing the words you spoke to that person who said mm -hmm, whatever and walked off. You see, the sower sows the word. He is not responsible for the condition of the ground he's sowing into. He's hired and charged to sow the word. Period. Sometime now the next day the sower shows up over with Farmer C. Farmer C says, I've got the ground ready. Go on out there and take care of it. And it looks good. I mean, this, this field, there's no rocks in it. It's not hard. It looks good. Now, there's a few weeds that you know he didn't take care of. But, hey, for the most part, it's, it's, out of the three days, it's the best one so far. So the sower sows. Now, if you had... Any type of garden. If you had a flower garden out in front of your house. And you worked and labored on it for two or three days in the spring. And you got it all pretty. And you planted some pretty flowers there. And then you went away on vacation for a couple weeks and came back. You soon found your little garden overrun with weeds. Because if you don't pull that weed root out... But you just break it off and the root is actually still under three inches of soil. It will continue to do what roots do. Sprout a weed. Amen. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God.